Get your galoshes ready. Because it's time for Cloot and Toot. A Roopadin Duck. John's prepared. For 10 o'clock down in Florida. Preparing for the Harvey Bands. It's coming on his internet the try. Like <laughs> God. Bath and pranks. And I need you to go ahead and pick up the cheese. The cheese. And the Maybe we can find a clip. We should go to the, the bottom of the ocean more. There's things under there that we haven't even touched. Then there's nothing historical about you that I think is important other than you're just the bad guy. If you lose your zest for the spoken word. Third time's the charm. You had a little trouble getting on getting online, I understand, John. There's been some issues. Dude. Uh, there's been some, some, some situations that you're going to delve into technologically-wise because you're a rocket surgeon. I, um... I'm up here and I'm getting ready and all of a sudden everything kind of flickers in my house. You know, everything, the lights flicker and everything kind of goes and oh, no, that's then, it. then it comes back on. But when that happens, the internet, <clears throat> the internet gets knocked off and then, you know, oh, it, shit. it takes like five, 10 minutes to like come back to life. It's got to reboot. You know, and Heather's downstairs watching Hulu and her dad's here for the weekend. He's watching Hulu downstairs. I'm up here on this and my phone starts blinking. The the network is down. Right. Beautiful rainbow. Yeah, the Um, network's down. And this is because of of the the, uh, outskirts of of Harvey that's approaching. Oh, my gosh. Dude, this hurricane is going to flood the entire state of – like – if I this hurricane so. went over any other states, it would be covering multiple states. It's just ironic mm-hmm. that it's hitting one state that's our largest state. Second largest. Yeah, well, they, in Alaska. Texas, they do things bigger. To, so To Alaska? The, even the hurricanes are bigger. We do hope, though, to Alaska. Okay. We do hope everybody's safe, though, and, and nobody gets hurt and, you know, yeah. it changes course. And, and, you know, President Trump today said uh, – Good luck to everybody down there, which is not what I would want to hear from my president. I would like to hear, please, please stay indoors or adhere the local warnings and get above ground or whatever the whatever the the, the local emergency warnings are. I don't want to hear, good luck, everybody. That, that's kind of like, hey, this plane might not land. Good luck. You want to hear like, no, we're gonna take precautions and and maybe maybe go somewhere else. Yeah. What was the response to that? Oh uh, yeah, fuck me, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, people, oh, people are losing it over it. You know, of course. Um, now, look, I'm not a Floridian. I'm no hurricane expert. There has not been a hurricane really since I've moved here. Uh, that Hurricane Matthew like just nipped. Um, it really just flooded some streets that were fine the next day. Yeah, Hurricane uh, Matthew just kind of went around and then started doing different accents and went, tweet us. And it was kind of cool. Um, but. All of my friends and families down here that know hurricanes are like, dude, they're they're done. Like they're gonna be underwater. Like they need to leave. Like Houston, San Antonio, and Austin, they all need to evacuate. It's, it's that's so be messed bad. up, man. That's scary. I hope everybody, uh, you know, list, the listening out there that's in those areas, just you know, stay safe, say a couple prayers, heed the warnings. Uh, you know, we hope. Wish for the prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. Category four. Need to do. Category four, 130 miles per hour. It's building power. Luckily, it looks like it may miss Houston because 
one of my groomsmen, one of our really good friends, Kev Smith, and his wife, uh, Ashley, and his daughter, Nola, live in Houston. And, uh, you know, they could get shredded. Yeah, I hope I hope uh, it does pass them and, you know, God he's bless got, you guys, and, you know, stay safe. He's got that... It's scary. Dude, he, he's got this, like, 10-acre, maybe even bigger... Uh, uh, container yard you know those giant containers you see on barges out in the ocean just carrying yeah the, he sells those and he's got thousands of them in a yard i'm like are these things gonna be oh. flying all over the place oh no falling or t- t- you know t- timber I, I hope he has a basement i know in texas timber is a lot of basements he can uh take lower ground for the cat five cat oh. four actually oh do they have basements there in texas I don't know if he does. Uh, last time I checked my cams that I installed in this house secretly. What the fuck? He, uh, I didn't see one. But, I, I, yeah, I know there, there are some, some basements in there. You know, I spent Super Bowl weekend there, and I, I have such a t- horrendous memory, short-term memory, uh, with things like that. He could very well have a basement, and we could have spent every night in that Bowl. basement yeah. hanging out, and I don't remember it being a basement. It's so like describing your friend's jobs. So right, what, does John, exactly. what does John do for a living? He does business stuff on the computer. Hey, speaking of computers, I got I to gotta mention this. I wanted to bring this up before, and I forgot. And uh, this is a little pet peeve of mine, but I think, I think we're all guilty of it. I, I'm definitely guilty of it. I do this all the time, and I need to stop because in the workplace, you know, you're always between that line of on the computer like 90% of the time, meetings like five, and then whatever. But you're always usually on the computer like uh, – most of your day. Yeah, oh, yeah. If somebody comes up to you and they start talking to you, I notice this trend, and I do it too, of a lot of people just continue to stare at the screen as they're talking. But to me, it's kind of rude. It's like it's as if you were texting as if somebody was talking to you. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm kind of here. You need to, like, show me the respect. If you're, if you're busy, you need to say, you know, Matt, I'm really sorry, man. I got to finish this. Can, you, can we hook up in, like, a half an hour or I'll come up to you when I'm done or something? I get it, but it's just such a pet peeve of mine, and uh, I'm trying not to do that as much. But I notice people do it all the time. You know, you're like, "Hey, by the way, uh, your car is getting pissed on by a homeless guy." It's like, "Uh huh, no, yeah, right, uh huh." <laughs> and I just feel like we need to, <laughs> yeah, as a society, to like... as a whole, as your 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 pot, one of your podcastle hosts here, a governing body of authority, take a break. You know, unless you're you know, uh, an airline traffic controller and you're at literally guiding a plane to not die, you can, you yeah, know, put right. the down, turn around for a second and go, hey, what's up? And take a little break. Dude, that is something that I, I never do and I can't do. And that's why I love working from home because that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> Shady but, the cat comes in, you're like, uh-huh, yeah, meow, that, meow, that, meow. Shady and Mac are my biggest distractions and I can't listen and give them attention and work at the same time. It's almost impossible. Even yeah, when they sit it. on my lap, I still, they're in my way. But, they are. They're so, yes, they're so adorable. Yeah, um, but I think my anger when someone else does it to me, like someone stares at the screen while you're talking to them or someone looks at their phone, is because you think like, like you and like me, we can't listen to them. You know what I mean? Like, we can't listen, so they must not be listening to us. Right, right, exactly. You know what I mean? And I think some people can. I think so, too. They can multi. But I still don't don't like it. It still makes me me angry. 
I kind of equate it to as if you were speaking with someone and they were like on their phone the whole time. You know, and some people can text and do whatever, but you know, eye contact people, look people in the eye. And that, see, that there's, look the, them in the, dick. there's the power of the Xennial. You know, we can put the phone down. We can spin around from the, the monitor and look at you because we aren't attached to this thing. Right. Yeah, we don't need – this isn't our lifeline. This isn't the, the IV in our arm that's just like, don't pull it out. My right. diabetes from mom's iced tea. My whole and life is in there. My whole, My whole life is in that phone. Then your life is e- pathetic. Everything I've built up in the past 35 fortnights is located in that beaming disc. Well, then your life sucks, sir. Your life sucks very, very much. Pee on yourself. And then, so, so what I've been doing to count on that is I was like, all right, you're busy. I got to go to the bathroom. And then I won't say anything and I'll stand there and I'll actually stand there and wait till they look over and then I'll go, I don't have to go anymore. What were we talking about? And I just blow the whole situation out of the water like a U-boat during World War II. How we do it in hell, Berlin? <laughs> I, uh, I, I sometimes, I think when Heather and I first started dating uh, and she would do that because, you know, she's she's a millennial. She's glued to the phone. Well, she was in the beginning. Uh, she, she has since copied me and she puts her phone in her purse when we go out to dinner and stuff like that. Aww. Right. She's learned from Obi-Wan. But yes, in the yes. beginning, I would just sit there and stare at the wall while she was on her phone, probably talking in three different th- threads on right. four different apps, posting and liking, like all at the same time. Five different groups. Like, it's amazing, even though they are, like, so reliant on it, they are like wizards with it. They can do so many things that we don't even know about, but we don't really need. This button is for launching missiles. This (laughs) one's for chatting. No, no, let's go back to the first one. That sounds a little dangerous. I don't think that should be in your control. (laughs) Not not that it matters compared to the other ones who have control of it. Tweet us. At At the underscore podcastle and snap us up. And chat it out at Nerd.35, everybody. The most active Snapchat account in the world with the plaques. Just the stocks plummeting day after day into a shriveled little penis. Um, yeah, so it's good stare. stuff. I would just stare. And, and then she would finally notice that I was staring. And I would say, oh, well, I just want you to finish all your liking and all your posting and all your party <laughs> and, and your retweeting. And as soon as you're done, then, we'll, your have, then we'll have dinner. And we had that conversation like once or twice on two separate dates, and then it ended. And that's another thing altogether. And and this is not about hey Ashley, but you did remind me that there are people that, that that are on the phone so much, you know, at social things. And it's like you know, when you land in an airplane, what's the first thing you look around? And everybody does. They oh take out their my phone. It, it's like you know, I get it. You need to tell people you're landing, but. That we're so glued to these phones, and I know that's a whole nother topic, and Louis C.K. did a great bit about it, but your life is not that important where people are waiting on you. It's, it's an addiction, actually. It's like I need to validate my life by getting on this thing and being connected. People cannot have silence without a phone. They would, they would kill themselves. Well, they need to be connected. I, I, I at an airport just like to sit there and watch people um, creepily sometimes, you know? But I, I like to just sit there because it's like, I you know— pace. You pace, yeah. Pacing's good too. Pace you're gonna all be over sitting the place. forever. Yeah, I don't, I don't like sitting still, waiting to sit still. That drives me mad. So I, just I crawl pace. my skin like like a bee, and the uh, always be the last person on the plane. I'm always the last guy on an airplane. 
I don't know why when they're like now boarding rows, people jump up and I'm like, you're you're just waiting to stand and wait and stand. It is be the last guy. You get it. You sit down. You go. It's a second away from a a, a mob almost because people are are yeah. fighting. Are you are you 32A? Or are you 34A? I'm 34A. Are you 30? I think you're 36A. You shouldn't even be here. You should be behind me in the other section on the other side. Are you 35D. I'm like, don't worry. You all have assigned seats. Unless yeah. it's Southwest, which to me, I don't, there's so much, so much I like about them and so much I don't. Their customer Agreed, service, yeah. customer service is top notch, but <laughs> their assigned seating that they don't have doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, the whole rating system where it's just like, you got to be the fastest on the internet. Like, what am I, a, a bot? Am I going to beat 200 right. other people checking in? So it's just... I don't like. Yeah, that I did, I agree with you on that one. It's it's it, it doesn't need to be a cattle call where you're just like everyone line up to make sure you don't get trampled. Yeah, and not they, a concert. They have the little markers where you stand, like yeah, like cattle. And there's no reason not to have assigned seats. I mean, yeah. you know, there's it's not it's, like you get any benefit by not having it. Every, you know, you're still seats going to be shitty. A seat's the same unless you're on an end row and in uh, the emergency exit. Otherwise. It's a seat to seat. Every other airline assigns seats. Why can't Southwest do that? I don't get it. I think it's because they're kind of cool and trendy. They're like, we don't have assigned seats enough for you to roam around the country and the bathroom with eight of the people in there. I see someone's head in a shadow. What? I can see a head in the shadow behind you. A head in the shadow? See, doesn't that look like a head in a shadow? The sh- a shadow of I'm a head. I'm home alone now, so now I'm, I'm oh. shitting my pants and reaching for my gun. What oh, were you yeah, looking at? Oh, there's some people walking by. I just want to see who who it was. Oh, really? There's a window. We always right have there? people coming in and out of the house, man. It's like there's just drugs, like swam. The just, Gallagher's yeah, girls, and yeah, it's it's wild. The Gallagher's, it's crazy. Um, yeah, but I but I but that's cool. But yeah, I didn't mean to sidetrack with that. But um, no, it's kind of interesting to see that. But notice, listeners, next time you're on an airplane, next time you're on a flight. When you land, just look around right away once they're like, you can now, you know, turn on. Like, everyone just grabs their phone. They feel like they need to. And then and then get even bolder and, and look at the text next to you. And it's always just landed to whoever's picking them up or whatever. I always wait till I'm out of the plane because when I say just landed, it's like, well, it's still going to be 40 minutes before I can step outside the airport with luggage and everything. Yeah, right. Like. You you landed, but you're not off the plane. Like you're still on the plane. Like that's an, that's like a twenty minute heads up. Which brings us to another thing I like to call airport pranks. Airport pranks. Something in the world in a stew with a side of airport pranks. I want to get to the Dewey Awards later too. I do want to talk about that, but I do have a good airport prank. What are airport pranks? All right, so. This is more of one when you're on the plane itself. And you want to keep pranks to a minimum on a plane because there could be consequences. Yes, you could go like to jail. That. But you can always uh, sit next to someone and just start being very friendly to them, very mysterious and being like, hey, how's it going? What's going on? Hey, Jay, you know, talk to the flight attendants like you know them. Be like, good to see you again. Be like, man, ah. I sent my eighth flight this week. And then on your phone, pull up Act like you're the regular. logo. Put up the logo for the air marshals. Uh, organization, United States Air Marshals, and oh then leave it on the thing and be like, I gotta get a drink. So the person next to you thinks you're a federal agent oh the whole time. Oh my gosh. 
Well, great. that I think. Don't you go to like jail for or like die for impersonating an? Uh, no, you're not impersonating. An officer. You're not saying you are. You're, you're looking up the website. Oh yeah, you're just looking. Yeah. Yeah, if you get up and say I'm an air marshal, yes, there's consequences. But if you just do things and somebody observes As- you and implies that, legal as a beagle. Airport Love pranks. It. Airport pranks. Uh, Harvey is careening now, dude. He's he's making landfall. He is making landfall right now. Uh, oh, like literally right this moment, just shredding Victoria, Corpus Christi, San Antonio, Houston. I mean, Kev, get out of oh, there. Corpus Christi. That's where Biscardi was when we first launched the podcast. Right. He was he was there. It uh it has it's strengthened to a category four with the 130 mile winds. Um, the storm the storm has uh, has residents frantically stocking up on food, water, and gas, which I always love. People are like, let's get bread and water, you know, in case right. they have to go to jail. And for eggs. And eggs, right? Hey, honey, the house is blowing up. It's all right. I, I got cage free eggs. Oh, then everything's fine. Bread, milk, and eggs. Stock up. Because the only thing you eat during a hurricane is French toast. Right. Which is delicious, by the way. That's Especially Bill, Uncle Bill's pancake house. Oh, I've never never had them. Only been there once. I actually did go there. Did I tell you that? You did, and I okay. loved it because Just you always avoided sure. it. I've never been, I don't think. But I told Jen we got to go in this trip. This is moving eight miles per hour. I mean, if people are in Texas right now listening to this show that probably won't get posted until like Monday get out of Texas like what are you still doing there how no, are we'll you still po- we'll there we'll post it soon we'll post it we'll post it tonight I know it's the weekend so it's iffy no I'll post it I'll post no rush okay. I gotta get back to recording the shows it's easier when it's there and you can just do it right afterwards that's true the whole emailing process is probably longer than it needs to be no, no, it's it's quick. I appreciate it, but I, I just ADD after the show, so I'm like, I'm gonna go have a beer and watch TV. Right. And then by the time you, you know, I, I read that you you sent it, which is usually like a minute later, I'm just like, no, I'm already starting to drool on myself. Sometimes I take a little while, and I, uh, oh God, speaking of Texas, this is so insane. I ordered last Saturday, <laughs> like forty comic books. Oh wow! From this website for I, I ordered it was like I think it was like twenty five to forty, so it was like almost eighty comic books. I ordered about eighty comic books for like twenty five bucks. And oh wow, that's a good deal. They're all that sounds like a squeeze. They're all either Spider Man or Daredevil. They're just random. All right. All and right. and they're supposed to be delivered tomorrow, and it's annoying because. UPS dropped it off at the at the post post office, and they had yeah. it and they had it yesterday, and they didn't deliver it to me today. Oh, that's the worst because you can track it and you see yeah, like, yeah, like it left the facility. It's there. What are you doing? Yeah, get back to work. Yeah, like sit on your ass all day. Sit on my package, my comics. And I'm so excited because what if what if in there is some you know gem? Yeah, what if there's like issue twenty five and it's worth like ten grand or something like that. See, Spider-Man and, and Daredevil, they're of the Marvel Universe. Uh, Spider-Man, right. obviously huge in the movies. Daredevil, really big in Netflix. It's Netflix's most watched show, by far. 
like by double anything else, even yeah, Fuller House right. or the only thing close anything. to it was 13 Reasons Why. Yeah, it's huge. It's um, a huge show. Every, everybody watches it, even if you don't like the superhero genre. It's uh, phenomenal. It's a phenomenal yeah. undertaking. It's the most realistic uh, take on it. But I, I realized that Marvel is so well done. You know, like the, the way that they did the movies, they did all the individual ones, they did the group things, then the individual one. Like the way they're doing it is so perfect. And like we talk about all yeah. the time, it's the only thing that gets people out to theaters these days. The juggernaut that's true. franchise superheroes. Yeah, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the kicker. That's what people do. That's the game. Get them out, get the butts in the seats. That, and it's the Avengers. And right. there's a reason that DC... Really started all that. Who? Like the Spider-Man uh, original. I mean, the, the X-Men was around that time, but it was big. But Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, like, you know, yep. that really kicked things up. Yeah. That uh, that made it. I mean, you had before that you had like Batman and you had like a Superman in '96. Right. But when Spider-Man came, it was like it broke all these records, and then the second one broke all these records, and then X-Men broke these records, you know. And then Batman Returns, or I'm sorry, Batman Batman Returns is a great flick. Dark Knight broke all these records, and then it was it was just on. It was just on. It was just on like Duckica. And that's uh, yeah, man. That's what gets people out. That's but, what they want to see. But there's always been a problem. So that's Marvel, the Marvel Universe, except for Batman and Superman. I marvel at it. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, they're DC. They're a separate company, not owned by Disney. And there's a reason that over at least 30 to 40 years, they've been trying to do this, this multiple crossover kind of Avengers, Justice League uh, franchise. And because Disney's not in control, this thing constantly falls apart. And it's already falling apart before it really gets started because they got so much success with Wonder Woman. It was a huge hit. Huge, huge hit. It was massive. And then they're going to do a Batman spinoff, and Affleck's going to be in it. So he's going to be in the Justice League in a spinoff of Batman. And then they're going to do a spinoff with The Flash that's in the same thing. And, right. And Aquaman. And, and now... There's an announcement that the uh, Zack Zack Snyder, right? Is that his name? Zack Snyder, yeah, the yeah. director. He they they kind of like kicked him out. They they uh, this Joss Whedon watched it and said this is unwatchable. You need to reshoot like eighty percent of this movie, and they did. They did all these reshoots, and now Affleck is saying that his Batman movie will have no connection to the universe of. of of the Justice League, I'm like, yeah. There's not enough time. They had to take another script secondhand all of a sudden that they liked, you know, like an like alternative and reshoot it because time is time is their biggest enemy with that. They can't be like, well, we can take our options. They're like, no, we need to get this done for a July release because we're going against this, this, and this. Right. I mean, it is, it is a business. It's a money game. It's a numbers game. And, Remember uh, in, uh, in Entourage, that was always an issue. The timing, right. The release dates and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, uh, you look at some movies when they, they get, you know, you look at movies that were good and they're like, oh, but, but it came out the same weekend as Titanic. So people kind of forgot about it really quick or something or whatever, you know. So timing's always always an issue. And it sounds like with, uh, with Batman and everything that Snyder probably had an idea 
and they were like, nah, it's not good, and they just don't have enough time. So they're like, well, we already have the script. Just replace it and, and shoot it that way. They, he, <clears throat> he, he said he was going to do it in the same vein as uh, Batman vs. Superman, where it was kind of dark, but not, yeah. but not as dark. And apparently Whedon was like, it's still just too dark. This is like, these are good guys. They look like almost bad guy versions of the good right. guys. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, some, they uh, interpret that as some people don't want to see this. They're so. scary. That's why they're pumping Wonder Woman to the front and fall center. Fall yes, because she's a sweet, sweet lass. She is a beauty. Yeah, so that's interesting, though, if they're doing so, that. So my point is, if, if Disney would just buy DC Comics, I mean, if Batman were ever going to be done perfect, it's if Disney's in control. I mean, just like they did with, yeah. Star, just like they did with Star Wars. I mean, the, it's true. the director of the Han Solo spinoff, they, they fired him, or he quit, or he stepped down, or, or they severed, and then out of nowhere, who do they hire to replace him? The great Ron Howard, uh, my favorite, and 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 also too, he's he's phenomenal, Ron Howard. I, I love. Friend, friend I don't think I've I don't think he's done a movie that I don't truly love. Yeah. I love Cocoon. I love Rush. I love oh, yes. uh, Cinderella Man. I mean, I think I, I, I love this director. What's his Cinderella company? Man. Imagine Cinderella Man. Cinderella Man. Cinderella Man. Apollo Thirteen. But, uh, but with Disney too, with the, the the good thing about Disney taking over this and the world. Is um, <laughs> this has an endless money machine budget, and they have just teams and teams of analysts that can say this works. No, this works. This works. This works. We know Ron Howard did this. I mean, everything is is algorithm yes, and uh, they, they coordinated s- to to a science. And they have an endless budget. I mean, the Star Wars marketing campaign alone was like three hundred million just to advertise it before it came out. I mean, they they just have endless endless. They have money. like a human behavior team that like studies trends of human behavior in specific regions of the world and what's big now and what color are people wearing now and it's just uh, they are the most well-oiled machine company in in the united states in the world i have a buddy that works for disney and his job is basically to look at trends of what people are searching for on their Uh, platforms and cross-referencing like the most hits like all day long He's like an analyst, you know, and that's it. And that's like his job because they, you know, there's so much like data just in their, their marketing and, and they're very smart about it because people think Disney is an entertainment company. It's actually a finance company. Entertainment is their secondary. Their main like infrastructure is finance and well, we're going to put this money up for this and we can get this return and this return. We're going to hold this money until we can't pay you. You know, hold it anymore. We have to pay you, and we're going to collect this much interest on it. So the money they make is just insane. And believe it or not, no oh. thing to about about the Mouse House. The, their number one preach. Their number one income generator. Do you know what it is? Would you guess what it is? Out of all all of Disney owned, you know what the number one thing that bring the, brings in the most money is, at least right now. Um. I would say the Mickey Mouse shaped ice cream cone, chocolate covered ice cream cone. That one is no one, one the best. Oh, oh, oh so good. God. You always see people eating them and you might not even be hungry and you're like, I need one in my belly right now. <laughs> I, can, I want one right now. I need to go to the and see if they sell them there. They may. Let's go to, to Lake Buena Vista. Let's go 
Yeah. But I mean, out of like their movies, the parks, their um, merchandise, their stores, ESPN, Marvel, all of that. What do you think makes the most money? I don't know. Their movies? It's actually the Mickey Mouse ice cream. Thing. No. Uh, believe it or not, the theme parks, Disneyland and Magic uh, Kingdom, okay. bringing, bringing more was... money every year than everything. I, I mean, think about it. <sighs> thousands of people every day spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I thought that was money. too obvious. I was like, so well, I. it's a hundred thought... bucks a day just to walk through the door. Then it's a hundred bucks to eat or drink anything. So, like, you spend a grand there if you want to have a good time. They bring so much money in from those parks. It's more than all their movies. And, and it makes sense because they have this machine that doesn't shut down. Do you know that it's a small world ride never turns off because it takes too much effort to turn the ride off and boot it up. It runs forever. It's been running for like 50 years. Like it runs at night? It runs at night. And the only Creepy. time that they've ever turned it off was during like a maintenance or, you know, a cleaning or something. But the, the ride, it always runs. So Creepy. So creepy. Now that we took you into a lovely, magical, wistful ride down Disney Podcastle Lane, you can dress at the underscore Podcastle snaps and no doubt thirty five and like us on the Book of Face. Um, but yeah, man, I'm sorry I didn't mean to throw all that in, but I I like talking about the Disney thing. There's a lot of uh, oh, a lot it's... of cool stuff going on with them. I mean, I just. Uh... I marvel at them. I marvel at how they, whatever they take, they just expand and they make it better. And I would just love to, to work for them would be like a dream. Except for Maker Studios. Yeah, it would be amazing. <laughs> the eye of the hurricane is floating right over the the, the, the Christie of Corpus Christi, sadly. Oh. Chris. Not Chris. <laughs> The eye of the hurricane. And then there's this Dunkin' Donuts where Chris Christie is feasting on a toasted coconut, his fourth. And then, dude, this giant, like, almost like Jupiter's blotch, you know, sized hurricane spins off of Harvey and is right on top of Houston, like covering the entire word. Shit. Houston. It's getting messy. It's getting really messy. Sticky. We have a problem. That's, that's the title of tonight's show, by the way. Oh. Houston, we have a problem. Repeat that. Houston, we have a problem. Uh, Ed Harris. Another great role. Gosh. Also the voice, also the voice in uh, Gravity as the uh, as NASA's uh, controller on the, on the on the voiceover in the beginning as a nod to Apollo 13. Oh. Yeah, you it was like, it's a Russian, it's a Russian, uh, it's a Russian ship that got blown up. A missile went rogue. Get out of there. That's Ed Harris's voice. A lot of nods to other space films and Gravity. If you watch it, it's amazing. I loved Gravity, but I only watched it once. It was really long, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a long flick. It's a great flick. There's nods though. There's all is kinds it, of nods to sci-fi in there. Is it? Is that with Sandra Bullock? Or is that okay? That's with Bullock and Clooney. Yeah, well, that was good. That was God. I was sweaty watching that movie. Rest. Yeah, man. The problem She's is in outer space, the with... shooting the the fire extinguisher to like move her, steer her towards the other. Oh, you're sweaty. Your balls are getting loin. You need some cornstarch down there. You need some some grundle sack salt dust. Yes, you need a little gold bond. <laughs> a little Shaquille O'Neal gold bond. Yeah. 
You want to take a quick break and return uh, in a moment? Oh, I'm sorry. Gosh, I'm, you were about to say something. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to put my dick in there. No. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but we can do a little teaser. Oh, I'd love a good tease. A little lemon squeezer. Just the tip. Uh, we are less than 24 hours away right now. Oh, yeah. The fight Big fight. Of, the fight of mankind. <laughs> Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. YouTube Red bought 10 episodes of Karate Kid's sequel series with the original oh, yeah. stars. I, I saw that, man, and I'm hoping Kanan gets in there and we get on that bandwagon and we ride that to the top. Dude, I didn't even think he needs work. That. You know, he needs work. Dude, they need him. That's what I mean. Like, he, he's doing fine, but he could do Karate Kid and it could be... We just got, and I'm writing a rap for him now. I think we just need to get in there and ride those coattails to the top. And dude, it's a it's a comedy. They're they're doing basically yeah, what, what Tara Reid and Ian Ziering are doing. They're being in spoofs of something that they used they're being to be. Smart. And Kanan was the better villain than Johnny. Put him in a body bag, Johnny. I totally thought Kanan's character was more evil. It was just in the later movie when people were yeah. kind of growing out of it. But now the capitalizing on the 80s continues, and I bet you this it's is going to be funny. And now I have yeah. to sign up for YouTube Red, son of a bitch. Yeah, the first, the first Karate Kid, the villain, Johnny, Johnny. you know, he was like a country club guy. He was yeah. kind of a pussy. Kanan, you believed it. You're like, he could really hurt somebody. I was scared of him. I, I'm serious. I'm not saying that because we're no, yeah, you're a friend scared. of the show. I remember him in Karate Kid 3 being like, fuck, Daniel, you're, you can't be him. Like, he's, you're just not going to be able to beat him. <laughs> He's too tough. Yeah, and the fact that they're doing this like spoof thing, you know, whatever you want to call it, is, is funny. Benfer and I were eating, or outside of Burger Fi earlier, eating out of the trash can. Hey, podcast listeners, it's your host, Clark the Shark here. I'm here to let you know about Live Web Media. At livewebmedia.com, you can check out their custom web and marketing. They've been developing custom websites for over 19 years. Great site, incredible company, strong portfolio. Give them a call today at 1-855-LIVE-WEB. And just for you, special offer, they're now going to be offering $250 off one-time, limited-time offer, one-time discount to new clients strictly from the podcast. Give them a call today at 1-855-LIVE-WEB. Or check them out online at livewebmedia.com. Mark Slashlush. Did Kamala have any other feuds other than the, the Undertaker one? He had a few with uh, diabetes. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. We're better than that. I was two seconds away from just choking on the, the sip of oh, Mama's iced tea. Mm-hmm. Mama's iced tea. I mean, yeah, Mama's iced tea. That's what it is. Y'all getting crazy? Oh. Y'all want to talk about this, this American hate? You better come on down. If you're getting thirsty, Mama's iced tea. It's kind of cold like you're sweetie. Pour it down to crunch. Get some diabetes. Ice tea from off the beaten path. 
So I guess the uh, we, 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 what we what we uh, we chubbed you with before the break. We fluffed you with. We fluffed you with. We gave you a bit of a bone tug, a bit of a suggestion, a whisper of butts. A tickle. Uh, was was the McGregor fight, and um, I, I have a I have a prediction about that. May and Mac. And if I am wrong, Mac and Mango overrated pizza. If I am wrong, uh, I'd be the first to admit. I, I made a mistake, and my analysis, my prediction was wrong. But here's what I truly believe is going to be the outcome of the fight. If you want to hear it, I'm going to slice it Let's and dice it. it. This, is, speeds and rice it. this is official. It's official right here. Is Mayweather will win the fight, okay. but it will be because McGregor snaps and goes back into UFC mode and, like, kicks him and gets disqualified. And then, oh. then he can say – I just lost it. He didn't actually beat me. I just got disqualified, and that'll be like his his. That his, would be so. You know, his, his validation. That would be so like. Oh my gosh, that could that could be the tipping point that sends this country into a civil war. It could. Trump impeachment? I don't think so. McGregor flipping into UFC mode during a, a boxing match and get your blue and grays on, ladies and, and gentlemen. Got a squarry. A disqualification for the biggest match ever, like. That, uh, I mean, okay. If he's losing, I think he'll do it. I don't think he'll just jump into it, but I think if he's losing, he's going down. Uh, he'll be like, fuck it. I'm getting paid, and he'll just do it. He'll maybe, like, throw an elbow. Yeah, something. Clock him. Hmm. That would be really stupid. And it's a long shot, but... Really, but really I, bad, and really bad sportsmanship, and that, I mean, I think McGregor would lose a lot if that happened, if he did, if he be pulled something like, like conduct. That. And it would just be lame. You know, just cheese, just slice of. He's a lame man. Cooper Sharp. A big tattoo in his chest. Colby, Colby Cheddar Jack. Ooh, a little pepper jack down on you. And lime strings. Provolone, provolone mozzarella. Ooh, roasted vegetables, cheese and grains, some Monterey. Cheese and grains. Some regular brie cheese. Oh, I hope you're enjoying the play, because afterwards we're going to have a little shredded pepper jack. Oh, a little tortilla coming out. Let's get the Mexican cheese and just put it in there so it melts and liquefies with the garlic. Oh, I just pooped myself. I was on Bovada.com, because I have some money still on there, and I was like, I'm just going to bet on... on th- I'm going to make three different bets. Okay. Okay. All right, you're, you're a bet, man. And, I mean, for the most part, it looks like... I will I will win no matter what. Um, one of them is either fighter wins within the within rounds one through six. Bet on that. All right, all right. Those are decent odds. Um, another one is oh, and just because the payout is so huge, I mean I bet on McGregor to win. But only a very small amount. Minimal. Minimal dice. But the, uh... Yeah, it's it's not even a big, big payout. And no, I read that. Somebody placed a million-dollar bet in Vegas on Mayweather, but the payout is like 100000 or something, which is, which is a lot of money, but for a million that you could lose, uh, you only get 100000 back. It's, I mean, the odds, no matter how you slice it, 
the the average the average bet for Mayweather is eight thousand dollars. The average bet for McGregor is two hundred and eighteen. Yes. So people are putting their money on on Mayweather. Yes. Um. So I'm banking on this thing to just end within the within round one through six. Don't you think that's? Yeah. Up? But if the if I would the, say round three. If the match goes longer than six rounds, then I'm just happy as a fan. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's a good thing to watch. Yeah, I'm like, wow. I thought this. I, I, I Here's what. Here's my prediction. Preach, Mister Merlin. It's going to be very early. <laughs> McGregor's going to get real close. Mayweather's going to dodge, 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 dodge. Hmm. Great defensive play. And then he's going to catch him. And he's going to drop him. He's That's a really good prediction out. because he's very good defensively, Mayweather. He's one of the best. He's just going to wait and wait and then because he can just – I just feel like he can punch uh, McGregor like he's never been punched before and just knock his head off. Yeah, but that's I what he, it's, it's why he's 49-0 and 0 and, um, and why he's uh, undefeated, undisputed you know, champion. Um, and that's what he does. That that's what he's going to do. I mean, if it were the other way around, that McGregor would knock him out. I mean, you can't go against a UFC fighter with the kicking and all that. Yeah. Oh gosh, he would destroy him. That would be kind of. But with, but with just your fist, that's the only weapon they have, and that's what he's so good at, Mayweather. So I think that's it's a valid prediction. He said, uh, McGregor said, you know, to me, this is like Bruce. This is like Bruce Lee stuff. You know, like it's like water. You know, like water changes. Water goes into a cup and it becomes the shape of the cup. I'm just going to go into boxing and I'm going to become this and I'm going to excel. That's a good analogy until you get your head popped in by Mayweather's fist. (laughs) Until until you're snoring on the mat within 15 seconds. Right. Um, I'd be happy with either one winning, though, for different reasons. I think if it goes seven rounds... Then McGregor has already won. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, if it reaches that long, it's, good for it's a three minute, and it's three minute things, three minute rounds. UFC right. is five minutes. Yeah, and, and with boxing, if it's knocked out in the first round, you just got all these people together to watch three minutes of a sport, and then you're going home. You know? I don't remember it's Mike, a, Mike Tyson. It's a little sport. Mike Tyson knocked out. Uh, Michael Spinks in like one minute nine seconds in the first round. Right down, got him right down. Clocked him. No, off. no one could touch Tyson when in his prime. Even Muhammad Ali, I don't think could have beat Tyson. No one could touch him. He was right. just Iron Mike. He was just too good. Yeah, he would knock. He would have knocked him out. I'm thinking about seeing him in November. He's performing stand up at the Chumash Casino here in California, and for a hundred for 150 bucks, you get the show and you get a picture with him. I'm like. Obviously, the guy needs some money. But I'm thinking about doing that. I'm thinking about getting a $150 ticket, getting a picture with Tyson, watching him do – it's a one-man show, and he's talking about, like, his boxing life. Dude, I I would watch that, actually. Yeah, why not? Get a picture with Tyson. I mean, there's no way that that guy doesn't have interesting stories to tell. I mean, think about the life that he's lived and that he's still, like, alive, you know, that he's – He's gone through some bad, dark times. Oh yeah, and and then he dug himself out, got a tattoo on his face, and became a uh, hangover think, celebrity. Think about it: you get 150 bucks, you go and gamble. You spend like 200 bucks gambling. You get a, a lobster dinner, whatever they give away there. 
Indian casino. They're just always giving away stuff to get you in there, you know. And then you go see Tyson, and then you get a picture with him. You got something funny to post on Facebook, flank, on the podcast, on Instagram. Flank That's steak fine. and string beans with almonds. Rump roast. Oh, that, that, Maybe that's some a, smashed red t- potatoes. That's a rump roast. Yeah, some smashed potatoes. Some gravy. Pass the gravy, doll. It's marinara sauce. Pass the gravy. Mayweather says this was something that the fans wanted to see. I spoke to my team and said that the Mayweather-McGregor fight can be the biggest fight in history, and that's what we're here to turn it into reality. The biggest I don't fight think in... Okay, what is the biggest fight in history? For boxing, it was definitely Tyson's fight against Holyfield back in the 90s. I, I don't know anyone in the world didn't watch that. When he bit his ear off? Yeah. I mean, that was like his... He was, he was out of prison. He was boxing a little bit. And then it was against right. Holyfield, who was like tearing Jam. it up while he was in prison and is considered yes. one of the greats. I mean, viewer-wise, there's more people connected today. I'm sure the numbers are going to be bigger now, but I, I feel like that's a bigger fight than that. This is huge, but I feel like that one was... I, I remember it was like an eighth grade, and I remember, you know, people would come out of their house and be like, did you see, hear what happened? And, oh, I you know, mean, before the internet and everything, it was just like, everybody was watching that. There were t-shirts the next day. Uh, biggest fight in history, though. What do you think? I mean, I don't know. I would think that most, you know, boxing purists would say Ali or even, um, you know, some Ali match. Either the one where he, right. he clocks, the, you know, the first time he wins and it's an upset and he beats the guy in 35 seconds. Yeah. The, the iconic pose of him yelling over him. But I don't that's, know. That's up there. The Thriller in Manila. The, the, I'm ro- the rope and match. Like, what was the big Muhammad Ali match? What was the biggest one? Because he fought so many greats. George fought Foreman. George Foreman. And uh, who's the guy from Philly? Uh, Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier. And uh, Ken Norton. And, uh, and the other guy. Uh, Ken Norton Sr. Ken Norton and um, Sonny uh, Liston. Liston. So, Jeff Astor. I don't he know. Him out of a Toyota, and he was like, "I'm gonna take you outside." And Jeff's like, "No, I'm gonna take you outside." Jeff kicked his ass. John Sproles. Happy 35th birthday to Ryan Hassinger this week. But to be honest, the fight the fight makes no logical sense. Your brother Mayweather is a legendary boxer and supreme defender who will be facing an opponent who is outstanding in the octagon, but a novice in the ring and making his boxing debut. <gasps> Goodness debut. gracious, Alabama! <laughs> Mayweather versus McGregor is the sports across the world. It's a historic event demanded by the fans and put on for the fans. So, dude, yes, oh, it's totally for the fans. The, the shit talking and all that's fake. At you the, know, at the way in, like, at the way in, dude, McGregor is screaming in his face, and and Mayweather's just stone cold. He's cool as ice. He's like Iceman. Makes no mistakes. Screaming at him. Crazy. They're playing it up, man. They're doing exactly what their promoters are telling them to do. Is just amp this up. I know. It's going to be interesting. The Phillies win 7-1. Phillies beat the Cubs 7-1. Sorry. Oh, yeah. He looks like a little kid. No, he looks funny. He always wears those hats that say, like, Mayweather management on it. They're so corny. It'd be like me going to a show. Minus four hundred million dollars and wearing the the podcastle hat. It's you're like, right. oh, but that's your brand. But you're you're wearing it yourself. 
Yeah, right. It's, it's so like, shaveless. It's like, yeah, I, it, you're coated in it. Like, you just look like a walking billboard. Like you wearing a hat that says like hashtag Team Passenger, and it's like, no, he's. It's like you wearing that Sixers jersey of your name in the back, but wearing it like all the time, right? Like out in public, like on camera. I Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't like oh, Mayweather. Oh. I have never liked him. Uh, yeah, same here. For many reasons, not just because he hits women or, you know, may or may not hit women. I don't know. I can never tell. Like, did he do it or was someone just trying to get money from him? I don't know. Was he convicted? Did he go to jail? No. Right, yeah. No, he did it. Right. So I don't know. But he's the most boring boxer. I I don't know. Like, no way. Yeah, like, there's just nothing. Every match of his, I'm just like, snooze. Snooze, I don't think there's been a really exciting boxer since, like, Lennox Lewis. You know, someone that's, like, huge. Yeah. And really, I mean, to watch at. And and I could be wrong. I'm not a huge boxing fan. But remember, it was, like, Mike Tyson, Vander Holyfield. There was these guys with, like, cool names that were big and could, like, really hurt you. And then you see these little guys that are just tough. But you watch it, and you're like, I I wouldn't be that threatened with him. I mean, he could kill me, but. He doesn't look like a threatening man. Like if I saw him, and he wasn't famous. Those other guys, they they could they look like they could hurt you. The lightweight division is just—it's easier to stay healthy. These heavy, these heavyweights are just so bulky, and it's like you know they're injury prone. They get one injury, they're done. You know these right. these younger guys are are in better shape. Their bodies are in better shape because they're lighter on their joints and on their tendai. Yeah, so their, mus- their musculature. The tendix. Yes, the vascular system. The Orioles annihilate annihilate the Red Sox in Boston, sixteen to three. Salacious! Another win for Birdland. Now in uh, Miami, Giancarlo Stanton was going crazy. They beat the Padres eight to six. But let's check out what he did. He had. He went three for three with three runs and five RBIs and a walk. Holy monkey, he had two home runs. He has 49. Oh, my gosh. Stanton has 49. Hmm. I mean, he's he's a top candidate for NL MVP. See? Or no? He is. He is a contender. He is a contender. There's probably somebody on the Dodgers, though, that I'm, like, forgetting. Don't you think so here? I think you are. Who on the dyers? Just playing the Dodgers theme song. Yankees Tigers brawl. <laughs> Did you see that fight, man? Bronx Cathedral. Yeah, I saw. I saw. I read. I saw the the thumbnail of it on, on a clip someone posted. Three I didn't actually watch the fight. Is it wild? Three separate. Bench clearing bras. Three. You see. A nickel. In Detroit. And uh, the Tiger Miguel Cabrera banned seven games, and Yankee catcher Gary Sanchez banned four. Uh, it was interesting. They, that was they, in Detroit. So my friend was there, actually. Uh, he posted about it. He lives in Detroit. He's a composer. He was at the game, and he posted oh. about that. That's where I saw that. That juice is. Yeah, I mean, someone... America Park. Somebody hit a home run. I think Sanchez hit a home run. 
and then the next inning, the pitcher beamed him. Yeah, there was, the, the, the boots are ready to fly off. Perhaps it was Cabrera. Alex Wilson also suspended four games for intentionally throwing a pitch at Todd Frazier while warnings were in place for both sides. So they gave a warning and then they beamed another guy. <laughs> That's a great That's game. That's defiant. That's a fun game. As long as nobody, like, you know, shattered an ankle or anything bad. That's just, just August baseball, late August baseball. There's like a month to go. Playoffs are around the corner. They really are, man. I'm real excited. It's a great time of year for, for the league. And uh, why don't we take a look at the standings since we are so close? Oh, I would love that. Another good stand. The socks that are bloody of Boston are four and a half up on the Yankees in the fake league East. Ooh, a quadro win. The Indians continue their testicle stronghold on the central. <laughs> Five and a half over the Twins. How? Twins have really improved. We're conjoined. They are searching for the wild card. The Astros, 12 over the Mariners. Even though the Astros have been kind of playing crappy lately, five of five and five over their last 10. Kevin Costner's there not. Still have a 12-game lead. Over in the NL, the, the boring East, the Nationals still 12 Twelve and a half lead over the Marlins, who are now one game over five hundred. Good for the Marlins. Oh yes, the Kinley. The Cubs have moonwalked back to first place in the Central, and have a two and a half game lead over the Brew Crew, and only four over the Cods. Weebles. And the dominant story of the season: the Los Angeles Dodgers, ninety and thirty-six, twenty-one game lead on the Diamondbacks. 30, 39 and a half game lead on the Giants. <laughs> it's incredible. Eight and two in their last over the last ten. They lost, I think, six games in two months. Yeah, they're incredible. There's there's not a better team out there right now. It's just their year. I mean, I really believe it's their year. Yeah. 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 It's all those years for that those Dodgers flags waving at half mast and antennas. You can just pull them pull them right now. They're going all the way. Breaking news, Julian Edelman feared to have torn ACL. Oh, oh, no. One of Tom Brady's faves was carted off the field with a right knee injury on the first drive of Friday's preseason game. And we, when we just took our break, I got a little notification that uh, he, did indeed, he did indeed tear his ACL, which means he is done for the season. You also got a notification on your phone that Barry Levine needs a refill of his Sprite downstairs, and he's still waiting for it. Let's not keep the man waiting. I had, uh, I had, um, I bought beer yesterday in like the day, put it in the fridge, and then I brought Ooh, it. Ooh, day beer. I was going to bring it down to my buddy's house to watch the uh, first half of the Eagles game, you know. Speaking yeah, of the right. Eagles game, did you watch Carson Wentz? No, I, I couldn't. Oh, yeah, that's right. The game started at 7. You were still slaving. Still slaving away like a dick. It was uh, sucking the day's dick. He threw about a 60-yard bomb to new wide receiver Torrey Smith. Touchdown. 
Oh, nice. Then probably at like a 40-yard pass to Alshon Jeffrey right over the middle, right into the end zone. Oh, tearing it up. Both I'd like to hear new- that. Both the newbies. Both Some the newbies. Foreshadowing fornication. But the Dolphins do have a really good defense. They were uh, they were shaking us around. They were they were pooping us. I talked to a guy that liked the Dolphins this week. He was he was talking about how the the team and the rebuilding year that they're having is very optimistic. And I thought you sound like me. Every year before the game begins, before the season starts, it's a building year. We're very optimistic with the Eagles. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you in December when we're rooting for another team, just because they didn't play the Eagles that year, and that's who we want. Right. It was like. Yo, you're in a rebuilding year. Tannehill was, was supposed to be the guy. He was like the chosen one. He was clicking with this offense. The, they have all these fast weapons. He blows his ACL. Yeah. <clears throat> and they have to sign retired Jay Cutler. Overweight Jay Cutler. His wrinkled shirt that he just Moody. took out from the top second layer of the closet that your wife bought from Gap. Moody Jay Cutler. He's moody. That's why your wife wants you out of the house. Because you're booty. Supposed to call yourself booty blues. Well, he actually Stripes didn't. White satin. He did throw a couple bombs. He can air it out still, but we did. Chops. We did sack him and strip the ball and recover the fumble. I think twice. So I think that's an accurate assumption. He still had his follies. Um, staying in the vein of the National Football League. Ooh, vein cutter. Of course, they had to. Uh, question i'm guessing jim brown during the monday night football game uh in cleveland hall of famer jim brown discusses colin kaepernick's decision to take a knee during national anthem we're still talking about that oh man what a varicose just relax who's this they don't even have the uh that's such old news too they don't have the the author's name yeah he doesn't do it anymore it was kind of a stupid move but like there's there's other things kind of happening like we voted Trump into office since then. Um, people have shuffled around in the NFL. Uh, the Kaepernick thing, I mean, no one's going to sign him. Uh, not this year. Maybe next year someone will give him a chance. Like a, What I think will happen is like the Michael Vick thing will happen, where like somebody will pick him up, like some shitty team, you know, like the Browns or something, will pick him up for like a year contract for like $3 million, and then maybe he can like – Dig his way out, but this year it's too late. No one's signing Kaepernick, and it's it's silly. Upset. It's silly. I, I don't know if they're if it's true or it, I mean it very well could be. But in in some interview, he was wearing a, a Che Che Guevara shirt. Yeah. And what 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 did he do? Where's he from? Cuba. Yeah, he was like a revolutionary. Right, and. There's a huge Cuban population down here, so it, they were like, "You just blew your chance to play on the Dolphins because you wear that." Kind yeah, of you shirt can't do that. He needs off. to wear like a nice tucked-in polo shirt, not even a polo with a logo, because then someone's like, "Oh, you're riding a horse." Just a plain like a movie shirt. You know, you can't have any logos on it because of lawsuits. There, just like a blue shirt. There's no harm in wearing a damn superhero T-shirt. How about wearing a suit? How about, like, cutting your hair and polishing up your image, you know? Possibly you're not, a tie. When you're a rock star or you're a signed uh, NFL player, you can kind of do that. But you're, you're kind of really begging to get back in. You need to be, like, kissing ass, wearing suits, saying things for sponsors, uh, tweeting nice things. I mean, you need to be, like, building – you need to act like you are just got out of prison and your parole officer is watching you and you're doing everything by the books 
to get back into society because you blew it, dude. You blew it. You sat down during the national anthem, which was stupid. Didn't really accomplish anything. Uh, you're not that good anymore. You're no, you're no 2012. You know, you need to like be humble and, 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 and dig your way back in. You need to come out and say, it was a dumb move to do that. I'm sorry. No matter how much I'll piss off, you know, people or whatever. Uh, and work for, work very cheaply. Sign like a $500,000 contract per year, something ridiculous where you're just losing money just to get back in the game. And then you can, you know, if you're good, you can start rock it up, and, you know, throwing Hail Marys. You'll be fine. Yeah, and he's 29. I mean, it's not like he's too old right, yet. Right. As long as he's no, taking care of himself. All. And he definitely seemed like someone who was in pretty good shape. Um, yeah, he's great shape. He's a big guy. Yeah, he's toned. He's got, he's got glistening biceps. The, the final, the final, uh, actually the third week of the preseason, the most painful, uh, is coming up next, the fourth week of preseason where no one plays. It's just a bunch of guys that are waiting to get cut. And oh, yeah, I think you and I are, I think I'm starting for the Rams next week and you're trying, you're going up for Miami. They're just taking you. You just I, show up and they're like, here's a uniform. I think I'm, I'm between there or the Chargers. I'm not sure. Both teams have a lot of dead men. How are we doing it here, El Segundo? And the Chiefs trailed the Seahawks 10-19 to 19 in Seattle. Oh, the old Joe Montana's team, the team he's most known for, the Chiefs. <laughs> Remember that, though? How crazy was that? It was awesome. He left the 49ers. But it let you down. It let you down. And he took them to the AFC Championship and, and lost. Yeah, it let you down because he took you there and lost. And you wanted to see Joe Montana for the 10 years or whatever. He was at the Niners going to Super Bowl every year. And yes. He plays, he plays for the Chiefs, but then you're like older and you appreciate it more because you like understand things more. Right. And you're like, he's one of the greats, but he kind of let you down. It was like Michael right. Jordan coming back wearing the 45. Right. You know? Yeah. He should have like switched to 16 midway through the uh, playoffs. Right. You know, like Jordan did actually. What was his uh, – what was – Montana's number for the Chiefs. Nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. But the Chiefs sucked. The Chiefs were terrible, and then Montana gets there, and they go to the AFC title. That that was just so amazing. Arrowhead Park. Oh, Arrowhead. Arrowhead's a rough place to play. It is a rough place, dude. It's like the vest. Overland Park, Kansas. And now we're going going to fast forward to the future. The Seahawks beat the Chiefs. The Seahawks beat the Chiefs 26-13. Nice. <laughs> Seahawks. <laughs> Sorry, I was ADDing for the second. I thought of this morning, Jen texted me. No, we got to get back to the future. What are you doing to my car, old man? And she goes, what movie is that from? And I was like, that's from Back to the Future 1, and that's why I'm marrying you. She yes. just randomly texted me the, a, a quote. And I, I thought about that because my neurons are firing off at 100 right now. Oh, but the Seahawks beat the Chiefs. You're my Carl, man. Manure. I hate manure. I hate manure. <laughs> but who doesn't? Who likes it? Everyone hates manure. I love, I love the stall manure. Love manure. The Chiefs booed. You said the Seahawks beat the Chiefs 19 to 16? No, 19 to 26. The Seahawks beat them 26 to 19. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, nineteen twenty-six. 
Um, Preseason sucks. I know it's the worst. But, I mean, it's uh, good, but it's like ready to have sex, and it's like, well, I'm gonna go take a shower first. You, you just relax. You're like, eh, I kind of just want to do it. It is very tip pinching. It Mc- is a little, a little tip uh, straining. Penn State Nittany Lion Matt McGloin, our backup quarterback, because I think Nick Foles has like a sore and gluteus. He went uh, 22 of 26 for 100, 155 yards and a TD. So good for Matt McGloin. I thought, I can't believe he has a job. It's terrific. Bunch of games. Bunch of games this Saturday night. Uh, that will be cool because it'll lead up right to the McGregor fight. Are you going to do anything for it? Yeah, my buddy Peter. Peter. My buddy Peter's having a bash. He's another Irish man. Peter Malloy. Ah, Malloy. And he's like, come on. He was like, you're going to be coming over? We'll be watching the game. We'll be rooting for a fellow Irishman. And I was like, will there be beer there? Yes. Will the fight be free? Yes. (laughs) Motherfucker, I'm here! Exactly. I'm going to hang out with uh, Tim Sook. Um, oh, no, that was moved to Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to be going to the game. It's in um, Venice, Venice Beach. And we're going to be watching the game. We'll be drinking a lot of beers. Jen will be driving home. Who was the, <clears throat> who was the wrestler from Venice Beach, California? Venice Beach. Who was the wrestler? Venice is a weird place, dude. It's Jimmy Hart. There it is. Jimmy Hart. The mouth of the Ven- South. Venice is weird, dude. You know, every California LA movie you see is has a scene in Venice. It's the boardwalk, all the people roller skating around. Really? Palm trees. Yeah, but it's palm trees, but it's super weird there, man. Like the doors, the opening scene is in Venice Beach. That's what I thought California would be like when I moved down here. And then you go to Venice Beach and it's just like just like drug addicts everywhere and like needles. Oh, and, no. I mean, it's cool. It's it's a cool place if you want to buy pot and <laughs> and, not, and not walk around without shoes. Sounds like but, a scary place to buy pot. Yeah. Well, they have the, the shops on there, so you just walk in oh, and they have okay. the doctors outside with a card, and you just pay them twenty bucks and they write you a card, and they're like, "Yeah, you have glaucoma. Here's your card." Uh, and you pay them twenty bucks and you get a card. Are you serious? Yeah. That's what's yeah, my going on came out already. They bought. My cousins came out and they bought cards. And they only <laughs> smoke pot. They're like, we just want to have it in our wallet. Just in case. Well, you never know. Just in case. Um, but, but yeah, it's an interesting place. But um, who was from there? Jimmy Venice, Hart? Venice. Jimmy Hart. The mouth of the South. Jimmy Hart. Was he from Venice? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. He's like a skinnier Ron Jeremy. I think Hogan, too. No, Hogan was from Florida, I thought. That's what I thought, but I always remember him being announced by Howard Finkel, you know, the Fink, from from Venice Beach, California, the immortal. Oh. You know, I always hear that. That's where Muscle Beach is, where Schwarzenegger and all those guys worked out. Maybe, like, that was some kind of thing involved. This is so stupid. Uh... You're right. He's from Tampa. No, he's actually from Augusta, but like he lived in Tampa the majority of his life. Uh, Where's Augusta? Georgia. Oh, oh, that that Augusta, the capital. Yeah, yeah the capital. Um, 
He was billed from Hollywood, California as Hollywood Hogan, Venice Beach, California as Hulk Hogan, and Washington, D.C. as Mr. America. He's all over the place, man. <laughs> Just a character gimmick. Uh, of course, it's speaking it. of wrestling, if you click over to the WWE section on ESPN.com, love that section. Front page is McGregor on one side, Mayweather on the other, and good old Vinnie Mac, Vince McMahon in the oh, middle. He's got a hand. How would the WWE script Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor? So Ooh. that's probably interesting. Mike Tyson comes out and starts raping them. Oh, there would have to be a run-in. Manny Pacquiao. There'd have to be. Yeah, yeah, coming in and hitting on Mayweather. Yeah, it's like Pacquiao's under the ring the entire match. Right. McGregor makes it to, like, the second round. He's barely, like, coherent. And then Ronda Rousey comes out and punches Pacquiao with her face. With her face? Yeah, like, just headbutts him, like, Terminator. McGregor struggles and falls into the referee and distracts him. And as the referee is recovering, Pacquiao climbs out from under the ring, into the ring, turns ah. turns Mayweather around, <laughs> gives him two or three clocks. He's dazed. McGregor stone cold stuns him. I like your paprika with this tonight. I'm, I'm enjoying your paprika. The referee That's turns a- around. Mayweather's knocked out. Pacquiao rolls out of the ring, under under the ring. No, now he's sitting ringside. Nobody even noticed. Nobody knows what's happening. He has a T-shirt on that says Conor McGregor. And the ref just gets, like, bumped a little bit, but he goes down and gets knocked out, and he, he tries to get up, and when he has to do the count, he... Nice. That was my favorite. When the ref got, like, like, like somebody blew on him, he would get knocked down, and then he would still try to get up. Not like, hey, let's call the match off because an official is injured, but right. let's just leave this guy that's visibly hurt on the ground. And right. then when he tries to, like, you know, do the count, he's like... You know, it's very slow. It's just so funny. Like, if the official gets knocked out, if that were, like, you know, umpire got hit in the head with the ball, they wouldn't be like, leave him in. Leave him in. You know? No backup. No backup. I want to go to a wrestling match. I want to go to a wrestling match. I had uh, my – Jen's cousin had tickets to go to Raw, and uh, I I couldn't go. It was, like, a Monday night, and and I just couldn't do it. But um, I I really want to go to another one, man. I was thinking about this this yesterday. I want to – you know, I've been to a live wrestling event like 20 years. I want to go check it out. I've heard that they've stopped focusing on like crazy storylines, you know, like they did with The Rock and Stone Cold. And they've really been focusing on like telling the story with the match, like in the ring. Um, oh, okay. So they have very talented wrestlers, but <laughs> there, theatrics. there's really no, there's not a lot of like the guys on the mic. Aren't, yeah. as, aren't as good as they were like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and Razor Ramon and Hogan and all those guys, Macho Man. They're tuning down like the gimmicks a little bit and trying to focus more on like, you know, the match. The like athletics of it, the healthy side of it, you know, the green. I guess that's kind of good. I mean, it maybe is. it's not as fun, but it's good to like evolve and yeah. focus more on the match than, you know. Some of those storylines were pretty cheesy. Like some were awesome, like The Undertaker and The Nails and The Big Boss Man, but Whatever they got into, like, Miss Sherry and everything, some of it just got really bad. Like, the Macho Man Miss Elizabeth thing, like, it was unwatchable, oh, you know? She was this beautiful woman. Tears of joy. Tears of joy, and then he's like, oh, yeah! And you're like, <laughs> they're not really married. Why do you talk like that? I mean, they were, but, yeah. 
Wait, why are you talking like that? Randy. Stop scary. Speaking of Ronda Rousey, wedding set for Saturday. Ooh, to, bride. To Travis Browne. Ooh, my Trampe's cousin. Say the day, like day. The day of the fight. That's interesting. She's trying to take the. Uh, Isn't that interesting? Spotlight a little bit. That's so weird. It's like, what will be going on at that wedding, that night? They'll this... all be watching this dumb fight during her wedding. No, absolutely, everyone will be watching it, and or they'll be talking about it, and then you know, bringing on their phones. But it's interesting though that this fight is tomorrow. This has been in the works for so long before it was even formulated. Right. And now it's actually happening. I mean, the buildup, yeah. I think, is longer than any other thing. Remember, even like a year ago, they were talking about trying to get them together. Oh, yeah. You know, you know that was always like on the table. But then earlier this year, I don't know if it was March or whatever, when it was announced, maybe June, uh, they really, really have built this up more than anything I can remember. I mean, this is... I wonder who the first one to say... To, you know, to bring that to the table, like, yo, these two should just like fight somehow. I think who it was McGregor that... in an interview, right? Didn't somebody like Probably. prod him about boxing, and he was like, "Oh, I take McGregor, or I'm the best, or something like something Probably. like that." Not those words, but I think he kind of egged it on because Mayweather was retired. He wasn't really like talking about those guys, not like Tyson right. does. Tyson still talks shit on like his Twitter. Oh know? yeah, he's like Iron Sheik. Yeah, he's great. He's still like. <laughs> McGregor's gonna get his ass. McGregor's gonna get his ass kicked. They need to do a Tyson movie. I mean, I know it's like a money thing with rights, but that he's got an interesting story. That would have to be done very carefully. Like the guys who did uh Straight Outta Compton should do that movie. Oh yeah. Whoever did that. Yeah, F. Gary Gray. So this weekend <laughs> this weekend, in less than twelve hours. We will most likely have a winner. And you and I are both predicting. No, you're predicting a disqualification. I should have bet on that somewhere in the, in the loins. And I'm betting on a knockout by, May, by Mayweather. But we, bo- but we both agree Mayweather's going to win regardless. Yeah, I'd rather see McGregor win. And that. <gasps> oh my gosh, for the love of Scotland and Lions. BBA. Bird in the house. Beautiful rainbow. Sports with John, John, John. Sports with John, John, John. I just realized I'm out of drink. We're going to let you go. And I'm a little parched. But this was a splendid show, Matthew. This was a great show, Jonathan. I'm glad we got a chance to get together, put some more coals in the fire, poke the sticks a little bit, pour some hot cocoa, and have Ashley come out with some crumpets. Let me uh, run something by you real quick. Ready? Great. Say... Character X travels back in time, prevents 9-11 from happening. As a result, George W. Bush is impeached, having been involved in the staging of 9-11 attempted terror attacks. Then the vice president, now acting POTUS Dick Cheney, bombs Afghanistan, Iraq, and Syria, causing Russia to declare war on the U.S. In a strange twist of fate, Germany disables all of Russia's communication, allowing America to land five atomic bombs, erasing Russia from the map. No, that's terrible. What is that? What are you reading? It's awful. I, I, pulled, I, pulled that, I pulled that from this, like... Okay, right so, in the trash. 
there's spoilers all over the internet for Game of Thrones, and I'm trying to avoid it, but I am trying to find out one thing to confirm one event, and looking through Reddit... Yeah, Winter's here. Have you ever ever been... Have you ever been on Reddit? Yeah, I don't know how to use it. It's all over the place. It is so weird. That's what I, I copied and pasted that from, like, the bowels... (laughs) <laughs> of Reddit. It's so weird, dude. Reddit's like going into POTUS. a closet in a library to look for something, and you find like something else that should be in a library. Yes. And then somebody's asking you to find something in there. It's just all over the place. Like, like you, you post things, and you don't you don't know where they are. You know, and you're it's so weird. You're looking it's poorly built. You're looking for something, and you find something else that you were looking for for a long time, and you're like, oh, yeah. It's the opposite of that. <laughs> it's the opposite of that. It's so bad, and and Reddit is um the it's like such a poorly built site. It looks like a site from like 1998. You know, it's not like a clean, good looking site. It's like right. it's, it's like looking in. You know what it's like looking at? It's like original. You go into Macintosh. your computer. It's like going into a Windows uh you know documents, and you're clicking on like the 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 server and the drives, and here's the C and the files. It's like looking through that. Yeah. It's like looking at a, a computer files. Like which yes. folder is it? It's just. It's 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 hideous. Yes. But yes, that sounds like a, a morbid, a uh, morbid scenario. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Doctor Lecter. At the end of the Are you doing uh, Hannibal? The guy no. Virgil. I was, Hannibal. I was just doing Cottonmouth. <laughs> oh, oh, there's a guy in Hannibal that got his face ripped off by Lecter. And he had surgery, so he looks like this, and he goes, "Please bring in Doctor Lecter, please." Like Fire Marshal Bill, almost. Can I can I sign us off doing Hannibal, uh, Anthony Hopkins as Doctor Hannibal Lecter? Can I get us out of here, don't I? Do it. Well, hello, podcast listeners. Thank you very much. Tonight's show was quite incidental. If you're hanging out with some poverty, it's a nice candy. You can feed us. Goody, goody. But if you're on Twitter and you want to start looking around, you can tweet us. At the underscore podcastle. From Jonathan Astor, the man who's in charge of eating his lunch. To the man who wants to say goody, goody, and thank you so much. Quo, bread, quo. For tuning in. Good night, everybody. And see you next time. Years old, you legal. Don't trip off my people, just hopping.